This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for Kiss Army murders, defectors, and draft dodgers. I am your host, Scott Malone. With me, as always, is the beautiful Chris Cook. Hi, Scott. That's very nice of you. Well, you know, I'm feeling uh, in, a, in a good mood. It's rainy outside, but it's mm-hmm. uh, we're actually recording on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, You've, our first morning record. This is nice. You've got your Hulk Hogan tank top on. Yeah, I, I feel like it's almost time where we can... Uh, not forgive the Hulkster, but, <laughs> have, you know. Have you heard that there's rumors he's coming back for? Yeah. How yeah. You, for Is it WrestleMania he's coming back for or SummerSlam? Um, I, I mean, I, maybe SummerSlam. There's been rumors of him, of him coming back, like, almost from, like, day one how when does, he went on that racist tirade. How does that make you feel? Very conflicted, because, honestly, the dude was, like, a hero to me when I was a kid, you know, so like I'm wearing this Hulk rules shirt, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's not ironic. You think that Hulk rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more than ever, more than ever. <laughs> and that's what I want to put out there. He brought down a whole, a whole media empire. Yeah, I know. And actually I, I, I do hate that. Like, I don't know if you watched that nobody speak documentary on Netflix. It's tough. Like, it's... It, it, like, cause it ends up being about like censorship in general mm-hmm. and, and, and the media and it goes beyond the uh, 24-inch pythons. Well, yeah, there's there's some really fucked up shit about... There's like a billionaire who got on his side Peter because the billionaire Thiel. wanted yeah. to bring down Gawker. Gawker. Yeah, I know. And Gawker yeah. didn't always like do the right thing, but I, I liked Gawker. I miss it. Yeah, you know? I love... it's. We are less than two minutes into our podcast <laughs> we... about Kiss, and we're talking about the Hulk Hogan Gawker controversy. <laughs> It's it's on the front of every Kiss fan's mind. I know that to be true. Did, did, yes. So, have, sorry, sorry, Kiss fans. Stick with us. We will be talking about 1998's uh, masterpiece, Psycho absolutely. Circus, at I some just, point. I just have to double back. Have you seen the Hulk Hogan sex tape? <laughs> N- no, because because there's no way I could wear this shirt if I if I actually saw that you know it's, uh, like have you like you saw like the whole I, the I, whole I, kit and caboodle. Well, I don't know that I saw like. If there was like a quintessential sex tape, but I saw the parts that matter. Okay, like I know that like at the trial they like described his his dick as being the size of a of a beer can. I, I think it, oh like like, I, like in terms of girth. From what I saw, it, I couldn't see the, like I couldn't see his dick precisely. Uh, yeah, like I did I, hear him. He starts hear, burping. Right? Yeah, and he says he shouldn't have ate all that sushi. <laughs> And that's and that's why you know um, uh, that's why Hulk rules. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, um, how have you been since we've last recorded, Scott? Oh, you know, I've been uh, fine. Um, whatever. Um, I I did want to mention um, funny thing after we recorded our Love Gun episode, mm-hmm. we we uh, the three of us, uh, uh, Chris. Steve and I, we went out and got sushi. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that happened, folks. Um, but instead, afterwards, we were um, crossing the street. Oh, and... yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, so, no, you can... Well, well, this was much later in the night, and we had met up with a few friends. And we decided we were... It was late at night. I think it was probably... It was after the... It was, like, when the bar closed. So it was around 2 a.m. Yeah. And we were at the street corner, and there were no cars around. So we decided to cross the street at the corner when the lights hadn't turned. And and so no, two of us decided to go first. I think it was me. Was it was it Beth? Was it my girlfriend that Yeah, walked? you two, so we you ran two, ahead. You two did the legal thing. And then we, me and Steve uh decided like, well, no one's coming. We're adults. We look both ways. We crossed the street. All of a sudden the cherries flashed. Oh no, before the cherries flashed. The police officer over his intercom said, don't cross the street. Oh. And Steve turned around and waved <laughs> and continued to cross the street. See, I missed that. And, oh, yeah. The guy told you not to. And then Steve waved and did it. And then, the, then, as you said, the cherries came on. He screamed his car across the street, parked in the street, and came out screaming at us. Like, it was great. It was a great example of de-escalation by police officers. Yeah. Like... 
What the fuck are you doing? You know how many fucking people I've seen get killed at this fucking corner? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, officer. Well, oh, yeah. And then we turned it to the most submissive <laughs> beta males in the world. We're just like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. That that was so stupid. We were just, yeah, well, I'm so sorry. We were just out and, oh. Somehow we didn't get a ticket, but I, I have a fun addition to this story. Because mm-hmm. then the following week, I was literally telling this story to a group of people and as I was telling it, we proceeded to jaywalk across the very same street. <laughs> and then two cops on bikes came up and proceeded to start writing up tickets for us. And my one friend that I was with proceeded to escalate the situation in a major way, telling the cop straight to his face, I am going to tear this ticket up in front of you as soon as you finish writing it. He ended up being the only guy that got a ticket. And... Uh, I, I love you. I love you, Steveston, wherever you are. <laughs> um, anyway, um, oh, and before we uh, really get into it, I just wanted because I almost forgot again. Um, you can find us at Detroit Talk City on Twitter, DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group, which seems to be getting some nice traction. And uh, our uh, website, DetroitTalkCity.com. Yeah, and our Instagram, which uh-huh. is not very populated. Uh, mostly due to not posting on it because social media guys just behind the curtains a little bit <sighs> social media is a lot of work it's a ni- it's a nightmare neither of us really like <laughs> it i i enjoy twitter but uh yeah so our instagram is lacking and uh i don't really think i should apologize for that but just acknowledge it that our instagram that sucks. seems right that yeah seems right very good um okay so uh, we do have a guest today. He's uh, an old, old friend of mine, and I do mean old, uh, but he's uh, a member of the band Amateur Maps. Uh, please welcome our friend, John Bonje. Hello, friends. How you doing, John Boy? Hey, man. I'm doing great. Nice to thanks have for, you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Johnny, we've got a, uh, a long history. You yeah, and we, I. we sure do. Like, going back to, like, we must have been 15 when we met, huh? Hey? Yeah, ninth yeah. grade. Ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a long history of music. You actually kind of turned me from a rap guy into a rock guy, but now I'm kind of turned back into a rap guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're both. You I know? am both. I yeah, am both. But, yeah, yeah. Like, like this morning... Like, uh, John is in town right now. We went and saw um, David Cross last night. Great show, by the way. Fantastic yeah. show. Just killed. Crossy's at the top of his game. But anyway, so John uh, uh, stayed the night. Um, and and uh, this morning, just blasting rap, you know? <laughs> you know, it, it's what gets you pumped up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different kind of thing that I'm used to. But, um, you know, it's fine. It's... <laughs> It's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's actually really good. Well, no, well, he he well, did enjoy it. Well, yeah. he well, kept it on when I uh, when I went and had a shower. Exactly. So that's a that's a good sign, right? Well, why don't we get into a little bit more about your two's like musical involvement together? Yeah, because you have a pretty storied we do time together. Yeah, we uh, we we played in a band called LBSC. We were together for five years, I do believe. Yeah, made a couple of albums and yeah, I've never I've never plugged them on the show before, but you can find them both on Bandcamp. Yep, the full albums are on there, and the uh, the latter re- release, Smoke Alarm Charm, is expanded with some bonus tracks. Um, yeah. We put those back up a few years ago when we did a reunion yeah, show. And there's some music videos, too. You can check. At least oh, the, yeah, the, the video for yeah. Ruben Hell. Yeah, that's on, that's on YouTube. You can see much younger versions of us. <laughs> and did you put the final show on YouTube as well? Or is that just yes. in Oh, yes, yes. Blu-ray and DVD yeah, there's a, there's a... Not feature length, but like almost an hour long uh, documentary slash um, showing of our of our final show, directed by directed by Stephen Kivett, our mm-hmm. our our first guest. Wow, what a what a small hey, world this is. Yeah. Uh, we'll, so, comes full circle. We'll definitely we'll link to that on the website because I'm sure people will be interested in yeah. checking out the one person on the shows who knows things about music. His uh, his background in music. Yes, <laughs> right, <laughs> totally. Um, and, and John, uh, so now you're playing in a uh, band, Am- Amateur Maps. Yep, you bet. Based out of Red Deer, Alberta, and... which is uh, nothing special as far as bands go. But, uh... Oh, come on. <laughs> you guys are good? Oh, yeah. No, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys, like, you don't have a proper album out yet, right? Not yet. We've been working on recording on and off for, for a while now. There is a handful of tracks online 
at SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, and actually, um, I believe at the end of the show, we're going to uh, play one of those songs in full. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Just to give yeah. people a taste oh, of much that. Much appreciated. We, and we did the intro song for your guys' show. Yeah, and we greatly appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's awesome. Makes us makes us seem like a real show having like our own theme song. I know, right? I, yeah. I will say it took no time to do. <laughs> I think I did like fire off like a text message to you, like, "Hey, can you do this?" And then it was like twenty minutes later, like, "Here it is." <laughs> it's like perfect. <laughs> we're it's, we're pretty good at just kicking out uh, generic rock jams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that one was uh, Kiss flavored generic rock jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and we are going to get into some generic Kiss rock jams in a bit, or I don't know if we can call it generic. Yeah. Really, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty singular of like of a of a Kiss album, right? Yeah, yeah. like it's guys. I'm dreading getting it into, into this album. <laughs> Think I, about the era that it's from, though. That year of music, 1998. Yeah. I actually wanted to talk about this because this is around the time when, like, I as a young man was really starting to pay attention to music and really kind of not just um, not just listen to whatever was on Much Music, our version of MTV here in Canada, and, you know, actually like, cultivate, like, tastes and whatnot. Mm. You know, I don't know if that was a similar experience for you guys oh, around, mm-hmm. around that time. If you look at the top 100 from that year, uh, there was a lot of songs on there that shaped my early, early music uh, preferences, I guess. Some examples being? Oh, uh ghetto superstar oh yeah <laughs> you know i actually i actually like that one yeah and it's, then it's a jam that mm-hmm. kind of introduced me to um led zeppelin uh with the jimmy page puff daddy crossover of, <laughs> from godzilla yeah uh, come with me i believe sampled cashmere <laughs> so there's oh man that. just look at that list it'll it'll blow your mind i was um i was on a, a job site last year in whitehorse and um someone like the foreman on site his um ringtone was uh, the riff to Cashmere, and a dude standing beside me was like, P. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to hold my tongue. <laughs> oh, yeah? You didn't say anything? Well, I don't know. No, I don't, let, I don't, let him do, I, do I really want to engage? Let that guy live in the world where that, that reminds <laughs> him does, of P. Diddy. He doesn't know Cashmere, but he does know Come With Me. What a, what a sweet tale. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't. Yeah, we'll get we'll get more into 1998 uh, in general because um, I, th- I think it definitely shaped this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, um, I think that we might as well take a break. Yeah, I think that's and, a good idea. And uh, when we come back, we will be talking in full about 1998's Psycho Circus. We'll be right back. Louder! You want some more? And we're back. Okay, guys. So, here we are. We're going to talk about Psycho Circus. Now, before we get started, I just want to apologize to both of you <laughs> for making you listen to this. We, we, this is by far the shittiest album we've, we've listened to. Oh, oh yeah. Not, not a very uh, friendly assignment for me, uh-huh. friend. No. I, there's something... I've been trying, like, we've, cause it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded the last episode, and I've been trying to put into words how this album makes me feel. And it's, I just, more than other, more than other albums where I would get, like, confused or just think a song isn't very good, like, this album made me mad. <laughs> I, I totally understand why. Um, I mean, starting off with this, I mean, it's already just, like, fucking with you. you yeah. Know? Well, and the one thought I had, especially for this opening, is if the rest of the album went with this, and they're like, okay, we're in the Psycho Circus, and then that that carried over into other songs. A bit of a through line. Yeah, I, yeah, I could get behind it. I, I, but, I, I completely agree. Now, like, I, I think it's far and away the best song on the album. Yep. Um, oh wow, that surprises me because I really, really hate it. And and, and you know what? Completely fair. Um, I just think um, it was an example of like the modern production style, modern at the time, of course, actually functioning with um, Kiss. <laughs> Can't deny how good that is. Classic Paul, well, right this there. This is it's what well, this this gets me as like this is Kiss. Yeah, and I. I can enjoy this song. That's that's enough of this. For um, 
I think the guitar tone really stinks on this song. This, this song in particular? Yeah, for some yeah. reason, this one, um, there's, it's a low point for the guitar tone on the album, and I don't know why that would be. Hmm. It sounds overly processed, I guess. Yeah, okay, yeah, and I think a lot of the album is... Um, it's so okay. I think it's so stupid. We might as well get it out there. Um, this is this is the reunion album with Ace and Peter. Yes, Ace, but Ace they... only plays on four songs, and Peter and... only plays on one <laughs> one song. So your big opener, Psycho Circus, like, like you're making this statement, like we're here. Conceptually, you're you're entering Kiss's arena, and the two guys, the, the whole crux of the album is based around, or the four guys. They aren't even on it. You know? yeah. So now, why do you think that is? Well, for Peter, I would have to imagine it would be just that he just doesn't have the chops anymore. Like, oh, okay. like, like, like even at mm-hmm. that time. I mean, Ace could still play, um, but I know there there were problems in the studio. Like Paul, I hated the experience of making the album. Called it a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I'd say he's right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, Paul, we agree. <laughs> we weren't there. Um, I, I, w- I will say um, on the on the title track, um, this actually was a song when it came out to talking about our, our 1998 stuff. I actually remember it. Oh, and, wow. and I And I loved it. At the yeah? Time. Oh, really? I had it, I had oh. it on a burn CD. Was the single, did they have the, like, the circusy part in the beginning of the single? Or would um, that just be on the album? I don't remember. Um, but... Because it would be so on weird the to put video, it on the video. It was, or it was that's, shortened, maybe. That's right. There is a video. Did you watch the video, Chris? No, you didn't. I, okay. I listened to this album. I did not <laughs> want to do a whole lot of extra work. Yeah, I, I, I watched the. We watched the videos this morning. Um, it's, it's got. It's let's just say it's got some '90s uh, CGI in it. Some of the worst CGI you've ever seen, <laughs> like guaranteed. It, yeah, it looks like it looks like a PC game from like 1995. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, great. with with Kiss. Don't want to. I don't strutting. think. I don't think they actually recorded any new footage of the band for it. They oh. just took it from old stuff and well, superimposed. Them why over. would you want to splurge on that? <laughs> Exactly. There's money to be made here, huh? We're talking kiss. Um, okay. So okay. Enough. Enough with the title track. Um, what were some other ones that stood out to you guys? Um, um, into the void. I uh, into the void. I actually this is, this is quite like this okay. is the one you're into. Yeah. yeah. So this is the one where I had the extra information on into the void. This song's original title was shaken sharpshooter. <laughs> So that's so, but like, so ace. But uh, but in in what it what I the information I found on it said says that Simmons and Stanley were so unhappy with the lyrics and title, <laughs> so freely went into a separate room and rewrote it. Yeah, you know, and good on Ace for for doing that. You know, um, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, you know what? Like that probably is maybe the best song. It's it's definitely nice to hear Ace again on, instead of. Uh, uh, Paul or, yeah, or and Into the Void sounds like very much of the time. Like it almost sounds like you know, uh, it, it sounds to me like it would be right at home on any '80s hair metal mm-hmm. kind of album too. And actually, almost reminds me of that era of like Aerosmith, the chorus with uh, the way it kind of sings out and the I could see that single yeah. note. Uh, kind of guitar licks and stuff. Wouldn't like surprise me if they were chasing Aerosmith at this mm-hmm. time, 1998, that that would be just coming off of Nine I Lives. W- I don't want to miss a thing. I could, I could also hear that song, Into the Void, being a Sloan song, the Canadian oh, rock band. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the riffage. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, see, I see what you mean. Um, okay, speaking of I don't want to miss a thing, that's, that's a good segue to the, what is really insane. Oh. <laughs> I finally found my way. Sung by Peter. Which also doesn't feature Peter on the drums. What? Well, listen to these drums. They're so complicated. <laughs> like, they couldn't, like, throw this guy a bone to let, let him drum on this. This song is so bad. It's, it's, a, it's a wild scene, man. Like, his voice is cracking. Like, it sounds like he's just in tears. <laughs> there really was no better options than this. Like this was going to be the big ballad from this because they, they did release it as a single. Oh, oh boy! Um, really? A promotional single. I don't think a commercial oh, single. Okay. But but there are like CDs that exist just of it. 
But then they proceeded to never play it live. <laughs> like, like, like what, are, what are they going for? <laughs> but yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they're ch chasing maybe like a combo of like, I don't want to miss a thing in Beth or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that one especially just, I listened to it a couple of times, but when I would list, keep listening to the album, I just skipped. You can't do it. Immediately skipped. See, I, yeah, I, I was almost kind of reveling in like how purely shitty it was. <laughs> like, like this is like next level. And when we do eventually review um, some solo Peter Chris stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's all it is. Hey. I was like his version of send in the clowns. It's like from like, Oh my God. It's like, it's like from eight years ago or something like that. What? <laughs> 2010s something like that yeah Whoa. it's oh my god yeah so ex so expect that voice we were just hearing doing send in <sighs> the clowns uh, so we'll we'll have fun well with that so is that a covers it. album or is that just the one song he i think chose? that's just the one song whoa yeah then then you're treated to an album i think it's the lead the lead song on the album the though. world like, the world needed a new version of that song well yeah it's send in the clowns psycho circus it's all uh, coming together guys so uh this another song on this on Psycho Circus that uh, the Pledge Allegiance to the State of Rock and Roll. Oh yeah, has some of the worst lyrics we've ever had that we've covered. You on could this say show. that about most of the songs on this. Album. Yeah, this one. It's especially it's it's them talking about being rebels and like it's well like it's just can you skip ahead to like a minute in. I think it's the second, the second verse. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Never. Wow, so badass. They don't give a an f about regulations. <laughs> yeah, well, he had to rhyme. He had to rhyme inspiration with something. So naturally, regulation yeah. is. Well, but then what? What I started to think about with that song is that you know they're, you're, you're pledging allegiance to the state of rock and roll, and who would do that? None other than the Kiss Army. Oh, and guys, where on the album are we? This is before We Are One, isn't it? Or is yeah. it after? Yeah. And We Are One, <sighs> truly <laughs> awful schlock. You're with us, the army. And it's, it's once again, it's another Gene song where it's talking about like how he'll never leave you and like what a f friend he is or, so, or, or whatever shit he's saying. You know? Yeah. Oh, I, so it's it's We Are One, it's with another, just a singular person or well, is it, it the whole crowd? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I took this song as like, this is them with to the Kiss Army, all their fans. That's like, also what I took, but I didn't look very deeply into it. But, but that's fine. It, like, it's... It's still Gene, Mr. I will abandon you. <laughs> yeah. his, his, in, in, in his real life. And, yeah. I guess, and I guess the demon will stick with you. His, that's, I don't know. His persona would really hold a lot more weight if he didn't Christ. have songs like this sprinkled in <laughs> throughout. Like, yeah, it's not a... Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, when, you're, like when you hear something like Within, you know. Like, this uh, is the same guy who's hanging outside of a high school <laughs> waiting for... A, um, well, he's, you know, he has to have you. So yeah, that that one, that one was tough. That was which a, that was a which uh, which one is this? This is within. So this would be actual demon style. And this is Gene. number two on the album, yeah. right? And this one, th this comes from the demos for Carnival of Souls, which we haven't um, discussed yet. But that's their grunge album. Oh. This is very grungy. And this yeah. is, and it's this is very obviously an attempt at like the, this one was the one that was like oh they're trying to get on modern rock radio at the time. And this. That guitar at the opening is an example of how easily I can be tricked by a guitar. <laughs> it's because I like <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." And then, well, it takes well, a, well, it takes a bit of a turn. But yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, "What is this? Oh, like a trick for Kiss?" But the uh, just pandering. The, the uh, interlude, the musical interlude later on in the song, yeah. kind of goes back to that. And there's a really cool percussion part. I don't know if you might be oh, able to skip to find it. It's I actually yeah, I need I need the, the time a cool percussion part. So Peter definitely wasn't doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Old noodle arms is definitely not a part of it. Just just like watching the Psycho Circus video, it's just like Peter looks frail here. This is a, must be a 
was the draw of having of bringing them all together was it that big like the idea that the getting okay. the band back together well, was that such a huge thing that well yes would... okay so so for a bit of context and really by the reason this album exists at all um the the reunion um that that happened a few years prior to psycho circus was a massive massive success all of a sudden Kiss was on the cover of Spin, like like four issues of Spin, like where each guy got their own cover, like it was a record breaking, huge, huge thing, and it, and it showed that the public had a thirst for makeup wearing original for Kiss, and that that has to be why they decided to to go forward with this album and market it as if it was a reunion album, even though we know for all intents and purposes it is not. No, uh, it's just it's just so bizarre, but. Like everything with Kiss, like there's obviously the reason is to make more money. Like there's no, there's you don't need to think deep, deeper about anything. Yeah. Like it's, this, the like, reason behind everything they're doing is to make more money. It's yeah. not about trying to revolutionize. These music songs had or, to be heard. They had to get them on paper. Yeah. <laughs> Like it seems almost like it's like a pain for them to like release music and like write songs. Well, it's just, and, yeah. And speaking of that, how long do you think it would take them to turn out those lyrics? It seems like a one draft. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, we just wrote this right now. That's those two words rhyme, so we're good to go. I I I've mm-hmm. thought it for everything. Like I'm t- thinking like in studio. Like like okay, we've got the music. In fact, on. on on Revenge, on Heart of Chrome, we never discussed it on our Revenge episode, with, which pains me. But there's a version of Heart of Chrome where it's Paul. All the music is done, but Paul's just going, Like, it's all just nonsense words. Scatting. Yep. He was being the scat man that time. Yeah, but speaking of like the money thing and commercial tie-ins for Psycho Circus, there is there's a comic book series. For Psycho Circus, of course. Yeah, of there's course. also a PC game, and and it, and a dream oh. and, and and a Dreamcast game. So I wonder if those tie into that that uh, music video in could, some, in could, some could way because well that be. really looked like it was part of a video game. Yeah, well, Scott, did you ever we'll play? Never know. Did you ever play the video game? <laughs> no, uh, Get no. your Dreamcast out. <laughs> oh, I bet you could find it online. Yeah, I bet. I, I I definitely played the uh, the Aerosmith game, uh, Revolution X. Uh, for the original PlayStation and uh, arcade game, <laughs> and that was where I believe you uh, shoot CDs at, in the f- in the apocalyptic future. Like that's like your weapon, is you shoot CDs. I th- it's something like pretty, that. pretty, pretty solid weapon. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like a monster or a, a Cenobite in Hellraiser three that has like CDs in his head. <laughs> Must have been shot there by <laughs> <laughs> from from the Aerosmith yeah. game. Yeah, totally. Anyway, um, anything else? I there's um of uh, the the last song. I'm just finding the track listing mm-hmm. as my uh, journey of one thousand years. Yeah, that one kind of goes back into like the circusy vibe, and they don't. There aren't a lot of lyrics in this song, so it might be close to my favorite. It's all. It's it's probably the best. Right. The best track, and it and like you say, I didn't find it went back into the circusy vibe, but I felt it was probably the strongest track kind of standalone maybe if maybe if the rest of the album had conceptually come together then maybe yeah it might be a little more obvious with with the search and it's one of the more unique melodies like on the album like it's it's actually sounds by it having like an epic type type feel yeah oh the full strings and and everything that happens by the end yeah like gene gene sounds good here you know, he doesn't sound like a fucking asshole. So do you think they recorded a version of this without the orchestra, and then they had a version without the orchestra, and were like, oh, Jesus Christ, we need to do something with this? <laughs> I mean, they need to do something with a lot of them. Um, I don't know if we have much more to say about uh, any of these. I know that um, the song Dreaming, um, apparently um, Alice Cooper sued them um, because there was... Um, musical comparison to I'm 18 
I listened to them back to back. I'm not even going to bother playing them because I I don't see it at all. But apparently they settled out of court so in, may, in Alice's just favor. The, the chords or the structure or something. Yeah, yeah but it, but it's not like when like the never enough um, nothing but a good time thing yeah. where well, those, where those songs just sound <laughs> like the same song. Like Dreamin' kind of reminded me like kind of Guns and Rosie. Oh like really? It starts out very strong instrumentally, mm-hmm. and just and just the the uh, vo- vocals in it too. The vocal quality and the vocal style <laughs> just reminds me a little bit of Guns N' Roses. I did have a note about uh, the guitar solo that it was badass adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is that is damning with faint praise. <laughs> that's that's pr- that could be a pr- pretty like general statement for all of Kiss's career. <laughs> badass adjacent. Adjacent. That's yeah. A few- Enjo- enjoyable adjacent <laughs> any any sort of descriptor um okay and i guess i guess we've talked about almost every song on here but uh, you wanted the best that's it's notable just because it's the only kiss song where all four band members have lead vocals mm-hmm. in it so that's something i guess you wanted the best and you got us that's right <laughs> that reminds me actually um gnr used to uh uh, open their shows with uh, a guy yelling, uh, "You wanted the best, well they didn't fucking make it. So here's what you get from Hollywood: Guns and Roses." Mm-hmm. I always loved that. <laughs> Definitely popped in my head when that uh, when that song when title. When you wanted the best, you yeah. Goes, yeah, shows how what Kiss fans we are when we just think of anything else <laughs> real, related to it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I think that we're done with Psycho Circus, right? I'd, I'd like to delete it off my phone now, please. Yeah, yeah. You, like this second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, John. Actually, let's, this is a great. I like this idea. Is that we're done are talking we about gonna, it? I'm gonna fucking delete. This I am album also gonna off delete this off of my phone. This, this might is, have might have fucked up my. Uh, intelligent oh dude my spotify your spotify Spotify is probably ruined like because so much kiss now like it is it's it's beyond reproach yeah it's my phone thinks i'm a much different person than i am (laughs) yeah that feels better it's it's also and it's because i'm still in my my uh childish gambino like face so i'm listening to almost only childish gambino and kiss (laughs) That's like a like the the circles crossing of of, of those two types of people. Mm-hmm. That that's got to be and, small. And the, uh, the, oh, that's yeah, just, yeah, like singular. The, the, it's <laughs> you're the guy. Also the the other and the, the other the other band is just Bronx. That's on it. The Bronx, so. yeah, yeah. Which uh, which of these is not like the other? Oh, boy. okay. So now that we've gone through Psycho Circus, fuck you, Psycho Circus. Um, I I, I obviously know the answer on this one, but uh, what? You guys, what is your Kiss Army status? Ready to join the war? Are you still a draft dodger? Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, well, I think this is the farthest away I've ever been. <laughs> like, 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 Love Gun, there's th- almost every album we've done, there have been elements of it that I've been able to find, like, positive things. Something. And, ooh, this one, there's, there's parts of, like, two songs that I enjoy. Yeah. So this, no, I'm... I'm just walking oh, yeah. around the uh, the guy at the draft office who's who's trying to bring people in. I'm just avoiding it doing, altogether. Uh, doing all you can. And uh, John Boy, what about you? Open war. Open war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. And Scotty. Oh, oh, I'm uh, pulling like the old move that that you would do like when the Vietnam draft would go on when you like piss and shit yourself before like going into the office you know so they just see that you're you're unfit you're unfit to join because i've never heard about that move (laughs) it's it's what i've of a friend whose whose brother was they they're half norwegian so they had norwegian passports so they're over at school and they have mandatory military service in norway so he stayed up for several days and was drinking for days before he went in and then kept falling asleep while they were in like the classroom. One Brilliant. Of, one of the other recruits took it very seriously and like slapped him to wake him up. <laughs> but they just let him go. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, the the number one uh, Republican uh, hero of all, uh, Mr. Ted Nugent, uh, pulled uh, that sort of move, the the, mm-hmm. the pissing and well, shitting I've, and I've, not not cleaning himself. What, I listened, a, what a hero! Right? I listened to him on a recent an interview with him recently. He denies that equivocally. 
Oh, fuck you, Ted Nugent. Yeah, he's he's a piece of shit. Piece of shit. <laughs> it's not even a joke. And just whatever. <laughs> fuck, fuck that guy. Um, Great music, though. The fuck. <laughs> You know what sucks is I still genuinely love the song Stranglehold, and I'll. I, That's awesome. I, yeah, I. For every Stranglehold, there's uh, Wango Tango. And I, I I love Wango Tango for very different reasons. <laughs> it says a lot about him that Wango Tango is by far his most. Like no cat scratch fever. No, I guess. Yeah, cat scratch fever. Wang Dang Sweet Poon Tang. That's oh. a real song title. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough with Ted Nugent. Uh, let's get to something fun. Uh, this is one of our favorite segments. Uh, Chris? Oh. It's time for the Chris Kiss quote. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of fun ones to look at this week, but I thought I would do one that directly tied to Psycho Circus. Excellent. So uh, I don't need to say who this is right off the bat. <clears throat> we tried to do a Kiss album. And it was an ill-fated attempt because there was no real band. For a band to make a great album, it has to share a common purpose. And we didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. Paul Stanley is talking about Psycho Circus. Just straight up saying that they were not a band. Yeah. <laughs> this reunion album of this band? Remember not we, a band. Remember how we said that we got all the four members back together and we're now a band again? No, no, no. Yeah. By, by the way, it's worth mentioning that um, af- after Psycho Circus, Psycho Circus itself had a um, a tour, which went okay, not as well as the uh, successful reunion tour. But after that was the fa- f- quote-unquote farewell tour, which I'm pretty sure is still going on right now. Well, yeah, we, we talked about <laughs> 20 before, years later. Yeah, before <laughs> the recording started is that they're in rehearsals again. Folks, if you don't follow the members of KISS on Instagram or on Twitter, you have to. <laughs> Uh, there's there's some they're posting great pictures and there's my favorite that I talked about before the show of Gene in like kind of a lean with his hand over his head playing his bass and the caption just says ouch <laughs> and, but, and yeah and guess what we agree yeah how old are they now oh they're in their 60s yeah they're though I will say Paul Stanley is he's certainly aging still looks pretty great well he's obviously had a lot of work done he's got that sylvester stallone face Uh but he just hasn't like he just hasn't like exploded like gene like gene i generally worry about him going on tour well and gene has also had work done and he like for how bad he looks and knowing that he's had work well but because they had they had work done in like the 80s and 90s when it wasn't good it's like remodeling your house though you know you have to do it regularly to keep it up if that's the answer i mean i don't want to know the question um okay so that'll do it for the chris kiss quote uh well done as always buddy um now it's time for uh my segment this is the people let me get this off my chest tribute this is track number four It wasn't too long ago we was here, and I tell you, every time we come here, damn it, it just gets better and better! You people are dynamite! And I know, I just know, I know if we get this place any hotter tonight! I know if we got this place in a hotter tonight. Oh, it's getting hotter. Careful, careful, Paul. We're gonna have to call out. We're gonna have to call out. Doesn't seem like it's ever gonna end, huh? It's gotta be going somewhere. Oh, that! <laughs> what a what a voice, eh? That's it. <laughs> Once again, thank you to the guy that uh, that, God, put, that, that put that album together. There's, <laughs> there's, there's just nothing to say about that. That's just. I wish 
I could see. I wish. I wish we were wealthy people and we could just fly to Europe and see Kiss in concert. Right. Is it purely a European tour that they're, sure. that they're putting on? Okay. I'm pretty sure. So is the demand just not there in North America? Or? Well, no. Like they've. Mm. Like the, I just know for sure they can sell out stadiums when they go to yeah. Europe because yeah. they haven't been in a you while. You just know! <laughs> Listen! <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think it's a little easier to be somewhat sloppy if you're on tour in Eastern Europe than it is in North America. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who the hell knows? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> um, okay, so um, John, you're lucky. You won't be a part of the uh, the next one. You're you're you you're, you're almost free from this madness. Well, um, I'll. Uh... I'll be listening along, though. Uh, boy, I, I love the commitment. Um, so, Chris, you know, your next Kiss My Assignment is going to be uh, an album that, which is unloved by most, but does have a vocal uh, patch of fans. Uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, still wearing the makeup, but nearing the end of their time, and that's uh, an album called Unmasked. Ooh. Uh-huh. Um, the funny thing about that, I think, I think it's so close to them taking off the makeup, but they didn't take off the makeup. <laughs> the name is misleading. Yeah. It is a little misleading. Like you're going to get something out of it and you just, you know, you is don't. makeup considered a mask? Uh, no, well, you know. Yeah. Right. I, well, their makeup definitely yeah. is masking some, some fugly men. That's right. That's right. Um, okay, so uh, because we don't want to be uh, purely negative on the show, we like to give a recommendation, uh, something that we're really into right now. So I'd like a, if we could start with our guest today, John. If Oh, yeah, and I'm going to double dip because I don't have this platform normally. Attaboy. Um, for my rock recommendation, going with Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever. The album's called Hope Downs. Uh, just come out a couple weeks ago. They're an Australian indie rock band. Really solid songwriting. Excellent. And for my rap recommendation, I'm going with uh, Nas's new record, Nazir, which has some serious jams on it. Awesome. Kanye West beats, apparently, which I think is just him uh, selecting tracks that are emailed into him from other producers. But anyway, he knows how to pick them. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. What about you, Chris? Uh, I'm going to go in a little different direction for my suggestion this week. I've been rereading... Uh, a book from one of my favorite authors, Cormac McCarthy, oh, yeah. who wrote uh, like No Country for Old Men, all those. Yeah. Uh, the Road. So, yeah, The Road. Amazing, amazing writer. One of my favorite books he wrote is it was made into a terrible movie directed by Billy Bob Thornton called All. It's called All the Pretty Horses. The movie is terrible. It makes it into like this romantic journey, that's, and that's the, a great book. And the book is just this epic tale about two guys, two young men going from Texas into Mexico and. All this yeah. shit happens. Amazing book. He's a he's an amazing writer. Have you read Blood Meridian? Yes, that is intense. Yeah, yeah, that one. I I wouldn't suggest that one as as much for people because it can be. It's it's crazy. Yeah, people, it's, a, it's a strange strange read. Yeah, people get turned into belts. It's <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Check, check my, it out. My interest is peaked. Now. Oh yeah, it's 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 incredible. I I would suggest any Cormac McCarthy book. He's He's yeah, an incredible. Yeah, player. I've read I've read No Country for Old Men and uh, and The Road, but yeah, awesome. Okay, and uh, for me, um, this is people have probably seen it by now because I know that it got a lot of buzz for a while. But I just watched it and I was so compelled watching it, I almost just streamed the whole thing straight. And that's the uh, documentary series on uh, Netflix, Wild Wild Country. Yeah, all about the uh, the Bhagwan Rajneesh in. Uh, from India coming to Oregon and and, oh, and this yeah, like this that. like sex cult as it's they as they were called colloquially such, such a good series it's, it's so compelling the story is utterly insane like I don't even want to say too much about it like like if you don't know anything about it going into it um, so worth your time it's a six part series but I I could have used like another six parts of it like yeah. it, it was it was that good so check out Wild Wild Country. So that's some great recommends, everybody. Oh, look at us <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday morning doing something constructive. Bright-eyed. Yeah, this is the most bright-eyed I've been on a Saturday morning, I think. And, well, we won't get yeah, into we, it. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> didn't party very hard last night. We were, we were responsible yeah, after the show. It's we like, were. You know what? Surprisingly. we got to keep that... You're hun- welcome. <laughs> you got to keep that honey voice, you know? Um, 
So, uh, but yeah, we're going to get out of here right away, but I just want to uh, throw out some plugs. John, again, if you want to plug uh, uh, your band's band. Band's Amateur Maps. Play around central Alberta, but uh, hopefully expanding beyond that. Is there a way to, to, to reach you guys, like for bookings or anything like that? Oh, yeah, through Facebook or Instagram. Um, and check out our tunes on uh, SoundCloud. Excellent. Uh as always, uh, you can find us at Detroit Talk City on Twitter and Instagram, DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com, DetroitTalkCity.com, our Facebook group. Yeah, and if you – please make sure that you – if you're enjoying the show and you like what we're doing, share it with your friends. Uh, if you like specific episodes, share that on social media well as well. All those little things really help us get the word out because we are – having a blast doing the show and we want to make sure that we can share it with as many people as we can exactly we've got a lot of kiss crap to to get through and we want as many people to 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 revel in the crap (laughs) which reminds me actually recently i heard and i I was almost shocked that it didn't exist before but uh a new kiss merchandise item toilet (laughs) uh, that one i might actually that one i would actually buy (laughs) I don't know it's if it's fitting. like a full toilet or is it one of their, Is it one of their faces? I don't even know. I didn't look. I didn't look it up yet. Um, I'm, but uh, it'll be that. That'll be some, mm. something fun. Maybe do a little research into uh, getting a, a kiss toilet at some mm-hmm. point. If we could, if we could get kiss toilets to sit on during the show, that would be so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but that way we could just be, you know, shitting while we. They're probably <laughs> like five grand a pop. Yeah, I guess you kid, don't know that the kiss I, the kiss casket is probably more of a priority. Yeah, what with it having like the beer cooler in it. <laughs> Although we just throw some ice into the toilet, you know, into the tank, baby, into the tank. It's like into the void, but better. Into the tank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for us. Um, uh, please uh, and remember, people, uh, please follow along and uh, li- you know listen to the albums with us. You probably enjoy it more but if you don't and you just want to hear us goof around then uh do what you gotta do uh anything else chris uh no i was thinking oh um what's the status on your credits oh oh, oh. <laughs> this is something i wanted to talk about uh do you guys remember the tv series hercules that was on in the 90s with starring Ke- kevin, kevin sorbo? sorbo yeah uh i had an audition this week for a movie that is both directed by and starring Kevin Sorbo. Oh my god. It's about the oil business. And like he's turned into a crazy religious right-wing zealot. So the part I auditioned for was talking about God's bounty being oil. I really hope I get it. I really hope I get it. Yeah. Is that is that filming around here then? In Calgary. Perfect. It's Kevin Sorbo. That's like that has got like. Did you just feel like so gross? Oh yeah. So that was when like, I texted you a few days ago to see if you're free. Oh, that was I. I had to do the self tape and I asked a bunch of people to to read it with me and it just like fell through. So what I did when I recorded the audition, just doing my lines, imagining someone speaking back to me, and then when I put it on the computer, I recorded myself doing the other lines, <laughs> and I did one with like a a Hispanic accent oh, and the late. Oh no. Yeah. So I. Now that I think about it, I probably won't get the part, but it's probably all for the best because I'm sure Kevin Sorbo is. Well, don't say anything. You still might get the part. This is true. This is true. I don't want to burn that Kevin Sorbo bridge. No. Kevin well, Sorbo. Well, good luck. Yeah. Uh, so, so my status is uh, no more credits. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, uh, no shocker there. Okay, we're gonna. Well, that's going to be it for us today for Detroit Talk City. Remember, it don't mean spit to us.
I think I fucked up that. End. <laughs> you were like a socks and crocs. Yeah. That's a socks and crocs production. <laughs>